This is Heavenly Gospels Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We are starting a new series called Summer Healing. And Pastor Chelsea is kicking it off with the subject title, What Happens in My House Stays in My House. Enjoy. himself some of the proceeds and brought only a part of it and laid it at the apostles feet but Peter said Ananias why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back yourself part of the proceeds of the land while it remained unsold did it not remain your own and after it was sold was it not at your disposal why is it that You have contrived this deed in your heart. You have not lied to man, but to God. And when Ananias heard these words, he fell down and breathed his last. And great fear came upon all who heard of it. And the young men rose and wrapped him up and carried him out and buried him. Verse 7 says, after an interval... Of about three hours, his wife came in, not knowing what happened. And Peter said to her, tell me whether you sold the land for for so, so much. And she said, yes, for so much. But Peter said to her, how is it that you've agreed to test the spirit of the Lord? Behold the feet of those who have buried your husband at the door, and they will carry you out. Immediately, somebody shout immediately. She fell down at his feet and breathed her last. When the young men came in, they found her dead, and they carried her out and buried her outside, um, buried her beside her husband. Y'all, we're entering into a new summer series called Summer Healing. And I'm going to preach and teach from a subject title today. What happens in my house stays in my house. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for already what's going forth. And I pray that the hearts of the people continue to be open to receive what you have today. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody shout amen. Come on, can we just praise God as we take our seats? Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Do me a favor, everybody. Take a, take a great inhale and take a great exhale. Yeah. One more time. Inhale. And doing a great exhale. Yeah. Family, today, we're going to keep going forward. We're going to keep moving because there's some work that we have to do on the inside. And I'm so excited about it this morning. One day, family, I was scrolling on Instagram. And um, I seen this mother 
and this daughter, and they were zip lining in the forest. And they climbed all the way up to the post of the zip lining, you know, however they do it. And the girl had to be about seven or eight, right? She was a little girl. And by the time they got up to the post, she stopped and she started to cry. And she started to tell her mom, I can't go. I'm terrified. I'm scared. I'm just, I, I don't want to go, mama. I don't want to do it. And she said, baby, what's wrong? Why don't you want to go? We, we don't work all our, our way all the way up here. Why don't you want to go? And she said, well, I have a fear that I'm going to fall and die. So that was, that, I mean, for a seven and eight-year-old, that's pretty accurate. Even me being 30, somebody who's like halfway scared of heights, I, I can understand, okay? But I love the mother's response. She said, baby, oh no, guess what? You don't have to be scared. You want to know why? Because what you're connected to won't allow you to fall or die. Woo! She said, what you're connected to won't allow you to fall or die. And I believe that there may be some people watching, that there may be even some people in online or, or in here today that may be scared, that may have fear, that may have some hesitation. But let me know, when you are connected to the right source, you won't be able to fall or die. Because when you're connected to Jesus, you're connected to the Father. When you're connected to Jesus, you're connected to the Holy Spirit. And when you connect it to the Holy Spirit, he will guide and lead you into all truth and all knowledge and he will help you. Even when you feel like you're falling, even when you feel like you're dying, he is guiding and leading you if you're only connected to the source. Somebody say, I gotta get connected. Come on, y'all gotta, gotta have it in your heart. Say, I gotta stay connected. Yeah. Because our Christian walk is not about avoidance, but it's about overcoming. In John 16 and 33, Jesus is saying this. I have said things, these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will. You will have tribulation. But take heart. In other versions, um, um, they say, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. For I have overcome the world. See, this is where I get happy, because in this Christian walk, I cannot avoid everything, but I can overcome anything because Christ, the Christ that I serve, and the power of God that he has given us through the Holy Spirit, guess what, y'all? We can overcome anything. Come on, somebody shout, I can overcome. Okay, y'all a little dead over here. Okay, I, I, I need a church that's alive this morning. Somebody shout, I can overcome. I just need about one or two believers who can stand with me and say, I can overcome. That with Christ, that I can overcome. That there's no anxiety, that there's no depression, that there's no family curse, that there's no health issues, that there's nothing that, that, that they can try to take me under. But I can overcome. Yeah. 
you can overcome. But may I suggest to you the reason that you're not over, overcoming in certain areas is because you've been avoiding it. about to get real tight but it's right maybe the areas that you keep going in cycles and cycles and cycles is because you've been avoiding it yeah Lejay gave me a look on <laughs> thank you Lejay. but it's because you've been avoiding it because you don't want to feel no real pain I've been through so much pain in my life I don't even want to but I'm here to tell you and to give you a hope that through Christ you can overcome. What does overcome means? Succeed in dealing with a problem or difficulty. If you're taking notes, write that down. We're a church that take notes because I want you to be able to apply this in your lives. So if you got an iPhone, you can get into your notes. If you got a journal, go ahead and get your pen out and take it because we need this in this season of healing. Okay, overcome, succeed in dealing with a problem or difficulty. So in order to overcome, there must be a problem or difficulty. Well, which goes back to the scripture of John 16 and 33, that I will have tribulations. So in order for you to overcome, there must have to be a problem or difficulty. But in order to succeed in dealing with the problem or difficulty, we must accept that there is a problem. Yeah, we must accept that there is a problem because there are some people who will get a broom and there's a rug and guess what they're going to do? they just going to sweep it under. But what happens when you uh, pick up the rug... All that you have swept under is revealed. So if I was you, I wouldn't sweep it under the rug. I would sweep it up in a dustpan, put it in the garbage, because hopefully you are a person that take out your garbage twice a week. Because whenever you do, you're going to take out the garbage and walk it out. And guess what? That means you are facing that thing. So we have to accept that there is a problem. Somebody say accept that I have a problem. If you have a heartbeat, a pulse, you have a problem. <laughs> there isn't no perfect people up in this mud. Not even me holding the mic. Ain't no perfect people. Okay? And, and not only do we have to accept the problem, guess what we got to do? After we accept it, we got to go ahead and start identifying that thing. And that's, that's the next problem. Some of us, okay, I can accept <laughs> that I got some issues, but I ain't ready to go there, which is fine. Sometimes it's, 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 you got to be in the right time, in the right space, which is okay. But if you've been dealing with that for 50 years, it's time to face it. Yeah. You see, we sung earlier, what happens in my house stays in my house. I, I remember being in school and other kids would say that, well, I can't tell you because my mama said what happens in my house stays in our house. I can't be telling our business like that, which is fair. 
But if a house that goes years without a proper, a proper maintenance, okay? If you have a house and you go years without the proper maintenance, the house will soon be damaged and destroyed. You can't go living in a house for 40 years and not have no plumbing, no plumber to come in every now and then within those 40 years. You can't... <laughs> You, 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 you can't have a house for 50 years and may have some issues with paint or something getting scratched. And, and, and I love it uh, because my elders, some of us, uh, uh, some of them may have plastic on the couch because they want to keep their couch for 40 years, right? <laughs> so I'm going to keep this plastic on so you won't damage or destroy my stuff. <laughs> But today we will begin to evaluate our houses because today we have houses of families, communities, and churches who have failed to do the proper maintenance. Yeah. You see, today we will begin to rebuild our houses and begin to accept, identify, and start to fix those broken things. You see, the house that we, that we refuse to fix up we're, we're all big on legacy, right? But the house that you refuse to keep up is the house that your children and their children and their children will occupy one day. So do you want to give them a house that's broken down? You want to give your children the very best, right? Yeah. And so the first thing in the house we're going to focus today, everybody say unhealthy secrets. Mm. Come on, say it one more time. Unhealthy secrets. Come on, if you on online, I need you to write it in the chat. Unhealthy secrets. The reason um, unhealthy is in front of the word secret is because there are such things as healthy secrets. And secrets is just meaning to keep uh, to someone or something to keep hidden from, okay? And so there are healthy things that you can keep away and there are not so healthy things that you can keep away. So just a few examples of the healthy things like a surprise party, okay? For kids, I remember growing up, we always had secret handshakes that we showed everybody. I don't know, okay? All right? And then all of that, we have secrets when, when it's time to be proposed, right? We, we want the person to be surprised when we ever we, uh, whenever somebody's getting ready to be engaged. So these type of secrets promote bonding and a tighter relationship. Now, sidebar, I don't know if y'all, but like, do y'all have that one person you know you can't tell nothing to? Like the healthy secrets, like I'm trying to put this party together, but I can't tell so-and-so because they're going to go and tell so-and-so and it ain't a surprise no more. I'm, I'm the only one. See, I have somebody in mind, but I can't say who they are, but I love them so much. Oh, I, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Mm-mm, okay? But back to it. In the Bible, we have examples of healthy secrets, okay? This, this is totally scripture-based. We have example, example of people who had to keep healthy secrets, like Queen Esther, had to keep a secret um, to help her people. We have um, in the Bible where they talk about secret places. Uh, we, we sing songs like, my hiding place, my safe refuge. There are healthy secrets that we can have. But also if there's healthy, there's unhealthy. 
if there's good, there's bad. If there's positive, there's, yeah. And so we have, again, characters in the Bible who have unhealthy secrets like King David. He kept his secret affair with Bathsheba. He kept his secret to where he wants to go kill her husband. Man, that's a big secret. Affairs and murders and stuff, but it's okay. But in today's text, we have Ananias and Sapphira who kept an unhealthy secret too. And Luke, who is the author of Acts, okay, so he wrote and he shared that Ananias and Sapphira are married. Okay, and they were, um, to give more explanation and depth, they were a part of the first century church. What does that mean? Jesus resurrected, the Holy Spirit has came, they're a part of the first century church. And let me tell you, the first century church was so dope when you study it, because they were so selfless. They loved, they loved God and they loved one another. They took care of each other. And so one thing that they would do, since they were a small but yet booming community, they would work but lay their earnings and their proceeds at the apostles' feet. And the apostle would take the money and distribute it evenly around the community. Now, I know some of y'all looking at me like, <laughs> I wouldn't dare do that. Ain't nobody going to take my hard work and money. You know? But that's the difference between now and then. We have selfless, they were selfless people, and they didn't mind caring for one another. And so here you have Ananias and Sapphira coming up to the apostle and laying their proceeds at the apostle's feet. And the thing about it that made it an unhealthy secret is that they hid that it was only part of it. <laughs> yeah. So I want you to write this down. The first thing that uh, uh, the first thing that unhealthy secret breeds is deception. Come on, write it down. Unhealthy secrets breeds deception. Yeah. Deception is an action that hides the truth. I'm gonna say that one more time. Deception is an action. So that means it's an action. We do it. We, it's like a verb. It's an action word, okay? So we, it's an action that hides the truth. So Pastor Chelsea, what are you saying? I'm saying that half-truths are whole lies. I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back. Half-truths are whole lies. You see, when you share a part of something, it's no longer whole. All right, I'm going to break it down a little bit more. When, whenever you go to a restaurant and you have your favorite pie, okay, I don't know, what's y'all favorite pie? I love sweet potato pie or cheesecake. Pecan pie? Okay, so, so you go to the restaurant and you order your pecan pie. All right, and then you get it, and what you're trying to do is you're not trying to eat in your car because you're trying to, you know, keep it all nice, all right? And so you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to wait till I get home, and I pull up, and I get to my house, and then I got this nice Netflix show that I'm going to sit and watch with it. You ready, and then you open up your bag, and you see that a part of your pie is missing. I don't know about you, 
But then you, you like, hold up, hold up, hold up. I done drove three miles back home, okay? And for them to get my order wrong, man, I knew I should have looked at it before I left the drive-through. But now I got to go back. Let me tell y'all what Pastor Jay would do. He would get the receipt and he would call the establishment after he ate the rest of the pie, okay? And tell the people of God that <laughs> he had already ate it, but tell them that a part of it was missing and that he needs a refund. You will get frustrated. You will get angry. It's something that you bought and you expected was whole, but you only got a part of it. So here we have the apostles expecting people to give their all. And here come Ananias and Sapphira laying part of it at their feet. Yeah. They laying part of it at the feet. I could just imagine Ananias. <laughs> yeah. All me. All me. But one thing that I love is that we can't hide truth with religion. We can't hide truth with status. We can't hide truth with money. And we can't hide it with a smile either. Write this down. We can't bring half-truths and expect full blessings. God, why ain't you turning this thing around? Why ain't you working on my behalf? God, why ain't you doing? Well, what are you doing in your spare time? You expecting God to do all the work, but here you are only giving, not even half. Some of us only give a, a little, little piece, one-fourth of whatever it is that, 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 that belongs to God. But here you are complaining, blaming, and pointing fingers at him when it should be your responsibility. What are you laying at God's feet? Because what you got to realize is Ananias' motives was not pure. Because when you look in Acts 4, the last chapter of 32, it will talk about Barnabas, which means son of an encourager. And you have Barnabas whose spirit is to encourage and exhort. And he comes and he brings all of everything that he worked for and laid it at the apostles' feet to share with others. And he's seen the accolades. He's seen the, 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 the love that Barnabas, sorry, yeah, ba uh, Barnabas got from that. And so Ananias' heart wasn't even in the right place of wanting to share it for the love of others, but he wanted to share it for the accolades and the acknowledgement. <laughs> yeah. And so, may I suggest that the whole truth today is that we have some Ananiases who only give for the accolades and acknowledgement, but hide the very thing that needs to be laid at the feet. Yeah, we hide the very thing that needs to be revealed. We hide everything that, but, but expect the things that need to be exposed. We come in here, give God a great hallelujah, but still walk out with the bondage that we have in our heart. We come and we give, God, I lay it at your feet, but I'm going to pick this back up and I'm going to take it home. That's what some of us do in here. But God is saying, are you going to lay it at my feet? And I mean all of it, baby. I don't want us to come just to be in routine of church, 
because this is what you've done your whole life. But I want you to come and really let the spirit of the Holy Ghost come and penetrate your heart for true change. I played church when I was 10. I ain't coming to do it no more. Ananias brought money, but not his heart. Ananias brought proceeds, but not the truth. Ananias brought increase, but not his commitment. Now, hold on. Let me get on the church for, for an example. See, a lot of us, we won't sit or, or we won't um, have sabbatical or we won't renew and help restore people because of how much they give. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we have people who are really hurting, but you don't want to address the things that you know that they're dealing with in a private life because they're good tithers. Because they're good tithers. Because they give a lot. But let me tell you, if you want deception to you to be creeped up in the aisles of your church, to be creeped up in the aisles of your leadership, I dare you to start calling out those things and laying it all and ask them to give all. I don't need your money, but I want your heart to be pure for God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're, you're tithing, you're giving to God what is already due to him. You're not doing anything special for us, but you're giving God what's owed to him. But I dare you, instead of just giving your money, I need you to give, you your, give him your heart. We want to give everything to God except our ways. We want to give everything to God except how we want to do things. We want to do that. Well, God, I just, I just, you know, and I get it. Some things come with, with, with timing and, and the Holy Spirit coming. But we have to start thinking about what we're really bringing to God and not only God, our loved ones. Yeah, are we bringing our talent, but not our time to the people that we love? Are we bringing just words, but not actions? Yeah, baby, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You ain't did it in two months. Are you bringing half-truths to God and the loved ones that are whole lies? And you sit there and you wonder why. And you say things like, oh, my kids, they, they just got that lying spirit on them. But what happens in your house stays in your house. So who do you think the house that they're getting it from? The lying spirit ain't came out of nowhere. They pick it up for nowhere else, but you want to blame everything else, everybody else. But what happens in your house stays in your house. But when your children start doing things that you don't like, it's not you no more. It's their daddy. It's, it's not you no more. It's their mama. It's not you. But no, it's you. It's your house. It's your ways. It's how you're working it. And I need you to start thinking about those things. to blame your kids. No. Have you looked in the mirror? I'm sorry. That just... Oh. Point number two. Un unhealthy secrecy breeds destruction. John 10 and 10 says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's the first half of it. 
So the destructor is going to come and destruct some stuff. See, when you want a constructor to come and build on your house, you expect the constructor to come and build and construct. But when you have a person who's labeled as a destructor, he's coming to deconstruct. And guess what? Deconstruction um, through unhealthy secrecy is all throughout scripture as well, guys. This ain't nothing new what we're doing in 2022. This ain't nothing new. In Acts 5, 1 through, through 10, you're dealing with Ananias and his wife. You have King David. You have Bathsheba. You have other things that, um, that people are dealing with unhealthy secrecy. Um, you, you have Abram. Abram, who lied and kept the secret that Sarah was really his wife when she, was, when she got taken away by the king. He lied and said that that was his sister. Unhealthy secret. And another text is in Joshua 7. And so here you have the Israelites, they're getting ready to go fight the enemy. You know what I'm saying? They're going. We're finna march out. We got to go take the land, you know. You know, that's what he doing. We got to go take the land. So you got the army who's getting ready to go take the land. And they, I bet you they all like Tina, yeah, bro, you know. You know, you know. I don't know. They ready. They ready. Okay? And they roll up. They roll up. They roll up. Yeah, what's up? But then they got destroyed. Have you ever seen a person that don't try to start fighting and, and raising until somebody come and hold them? You know, they come, but when somebody comes, oh, 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 that's, that's that. And you expect for them to win, but they lost. That's the Israelites. They got destroyed, but let me tell you why they got destroyed. Because someone in the camp was hiding something. Not people. One person was in the camp hiding something, but not just something, but he was hiding something that was devoted to the Lord. And when we think about the word devoted, it's something that gives loyalty and love, something that really belonged to, the God, to God. He hid. And so you, your kids, our family, our churches and communities are being destroyed. Because of an unhealthy secrecy. Yeah. The act of one person hiding something caused two-thirds of an army to die and get destroyed. Woo. And not only were the army destroyed, when Joshua... Y'all, Joshua was grieved, okay? He was a sore loser in my mind. I was like, he, because back then when you grieve and you mourn, you rip, you rip. He ripped his robe and he started crying out to God. God, how do we lose? How do we do that? How do we? We were supposed to win. And God said, there's somebody hiding something. 
and you wonder why kids that your mom and daddy always find out something that you've been hiding, it's the Holy Spirit. That's why I didn't do a lot of sneaky stuff in school because it was no point because Elder Valerie was going to find out and I didn't need the Holy Spirit snitching on me. <laughs> I had like one encounter. I was like, I'm done. I don't need, <laughs> yeah, I don't need no more lessons, Jesus. I got it. I'm going to wait till I'm 18, but you're really not out the house. So I'm going to wait till I'm 23. <laughs> but not only did it destroy the army, this one person, it destroyed his family. Because after Joshua, I mean, Joshua went to tribe to tribe. He was calling out, you come here, you come on, you come on. And then he finally found Achan. And Achan admitted that he was the person who held back. And Joshua said, get him, get his camels, his cows, family, daughters, sons, wives, wrap them all up. And they had to stone and burn them because of the deception that he brought into account. So my question is to you, what is the one thing that you are hiding that could possibly be destroying you, your family, our community, and even our churches? <laughs> Don't get me wrong, some things we have hidden are so painful. They are so painful. Sometimes they're so unexplainable. They're embarrassing or humiliating. And, and sometimes we have hidden things so far back in our minds that we have to question ourselves, did that even happen? You know how you took that one shirt all the way in the back and you forget that it's back there? That's how we do our secrets sometimes. Woo! Hot alert, honest, open, transparency. Everybody say honest, open, transparency. So the skit that we did today was a partial testimony of mine. And I've never been scared to share because transparency, I believe, helps people get through. Um, the only difference is I had the support of my parents, thank God, whenever I told. But the thing was, is that it happened when I was like five or six. And I didn't tell my mother until I was 19. 14 years of unhealthy secrecy. And it bred fear, and it bred deception. That's how I learned how to lie. Because I remember the man telling me, shh, you can't tell nobody. And I thought that I would get in trouble if I ever told. So 14 years. And guess what? It was destroying me. It was destroying me inside. And then I began to tell my mom at 19, y'all, I was terrified. It was the most scariest thing that I had to do. 
because I felt like in that moment, I, the, the five-year-old girl came up out of me and I was shaking and I was scared. But the moment that I began to share, I felt the burdens begin to lift. And once I shared with my mother, maybe like a year later, I shared with my father. And then I began to share with friends. Then I began to share with family. And then we start learning that other people in our family were abused too. And then you start learning that other elders in your family were abused as well. Then you start seeing that it's a cycle that has to be broken for the next generation. See, this is why families, we have to talk. We have to start sharing. We have to start having healthy conversations and stop condemning our children. Stop condemning the adults. Don't say it's because you're fast. You should have not been wearing that. No. Your avoidance to share those things can be killing the next generation. Here they are trying to fight an enemy that they can't defeat because you are unwilling to share. You're going through the same things that they're going through, but you won't open up your mouth and tell them, well, baby, maybe you're going through this because I've been through this. So they could know that, all right, this is a spirit of generational curse. So now I know how my enemy is coming, but the things that are attached to my mother, the things that are attached to my father won't be attached to me. So I don't have to lie because they lie. I don't have to be promiscuous because they've been promiscuous. I don't have to have mental health issues because they had mental health issues. I don't have to have certain things going on in my health because they had it. I don't have to speak those things over me because now I know how to defeat the enemy because my mother, my father shared. That's one thing that I love about my parents. My dad is in his 60s. My mom is almost there. I love you, mama. But the thing that I love is that even in their age, they've never said to me that they're unwilling to change. Well, this is how I am. This is how I've been. You can't change me. But I love the fact that when we had conversations, my daddy said the only reason that I didn't know that I needed to hug or kiss you or tell you that you're beautiful is because my father, all he did was work and provide. And that's what I knew to do to give to y'all. That's the only way I knew how to love you. So now I know that my daddy just wasn't avoiding or being neglectful, but he was just doing what he saw. So now the forgiveness portion can come because I understand where he's been. And now I don't have to spend wasteful years hating my father because I understand where he's been. See, if I continue to hide my most traumatic secret, I wouldn't be able to help the next person with the similar fight. <laughs> I don't know how many girls or men have came up to me, because it happened to men too. Yeah, 
that this has been happening to me. How did you get through it? Man, let me tell you, once I confessed to my parents, and I know everybody's situation ain't like mine. I know every parent is not going to be supportive. But after that, the next step, I went into counseling. And I had to learn that it was traumatic what I went through. Because, again, I got the broom, I found a rug, and I swept it under. But at 23, I lifted up this rug and I seen all of the mess that was under it. And I knew that there was something that I had to do to get rid of it. Yeah. So I'm closing. And I pray that this is helping us today. You may be thinking, I want to share my full truth. I want to share with my kids. I want to share with my parents. There's some things that I do want to share. But it hurts. I don't, I don't know if it's the right time. Because honestly, your kids may be too small to understand. So you do, have to write, you do have to wait for the right and perfect time. But I pray that the Holy Spirit will give you the wisdom on when to do so. And how to do so. <laughs> the first step that you can take and this is the only step that I'm giving because this is what most of us need to do the first step you can take is confessing your unhealthy secret to the Lord if you're not ready to tell a single soul guess what you can tell it to the Lord <laughs> if you're not ready to tell your mama guess what you can tell it to the Lord I don't know if they'll believe me. You can take it to the Lord. I don't know if I'm ready to share with my kids yet. You can take it to the Lord. Come on, we're standing. And you're probably like, okay, but why am I going to take it to the Lord if the Lord, like, he be knowing, he already know, like, why do I got to tell him? Well, we still have to do our work. <laughs> he knows, but it still requires us to do our work. And when Sapphira came to Peter, and Peter gave her a chance to confess, y'all, he asked her, was it true? And that was her chance to confess. And to say, you know what? I lied. We did a very bad, bad thing. And I believe that it was kept from her that her husband was already died, was already gone. Because Peter wanted to know if she would tell the truth by herself. But she decided to not confess. But our reality don't have to look like Sapphira's today. But today is your day online, even at here. That whatever it is, it may not be things that people have done to you, but you may be the person who have done things to others. That's why I love to skip.
because truth of the matter is Jesus is here for all of us. So you can say what happens in my house stays in my house. But if you never take out the garbage and you let it accumulate in your house, your house will begin to get dirty. It will probably have a horrible smell. <laughs> so my, my question is, if that is your statement, what are you allowing to stay in your house? What are you allowing generation after generation, year after year, season after season, to stay in your house? Is it honesty? Is it forgiveness? Is it truth? Or is it unforgiveness? Is it hatred? Or is it pride? You see, I referenced John 10 and 10 earlier because we know that the, that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I love, I love the next sentence because Jesus continues to say, but I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I want you to know that abundance of healing is your portion. So I want every eye closed right now. Thank you, Lord. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Come on. And if you are a person, so I want every eye closed, every head bowed in this moment. If you are a person that has been wrestling or dealing with unhealthy secrecy in your family or in your personal life, and you are ready to confess it to the Lord. I just need you to raise your hand and raise it high. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see. Thank God. Thank God. I see all your hands. Every eye closed. Every head bowed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, keep them high. Keep them high. Keep them high. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for every hand that is raised online. Thank you for every hand that is raised in this house, Father. I thank you for the exposure from the enemy. Thank you for exposing the roots of some things. But today is the day that every person who have lifted their hand, that they will lay it all at your feet, oh God. That they will lay every secrecy, good or bad, your feet God that they will be the person where it starts and that it finishes with them that every generational thing that it is finished but it's starting with them that every generational blessing that truth and honesty will breed from them in the name of Jesus God help them to forgive their abusers help the abusers to forgive themselves God help the people on today guide them and lead them God God I I come against the spirit of numbness God I come against the spirit of hesitation I come against the spirit of avoidance in Jesus name God but I pray for unity I pray for families to start having healthy conversations I pray for families God people to be able to start revealing things right now in this moment God I pray God for people to become free in Jesus name 
be bound any longer. with our children so you can start the renovation with our marriages so you can start the renovations in our singleness we thank you Lord we thank you in Jesus name we pray thank you for listening to our heavenly gospels podcast we hope something was said for you to come back and listen again if you would love to partner with us through giving, you can via cash app, dollar sign, heavenly gospel, or go to our website at hglovespeople.com and press the give tab. If no one's told you today, we love you.